Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, half back, flat, on two, ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. I got a confession. I thought I screwed up McVeigh's name. I was like, are there really that many Sean's? Is it Sean McVeigh and Sean McDermott and Sean Payton? Yes. No, I'm screwed it up. I was I was right. There are that many Sean's. There's a lot of Sean's. They're all spelled seen, which I used to say when I was a small boy. There's a lot of scenes in uh, the greater New England area, and only to find out that actually, nope, it is Sean. It is pronounced just uh, spelt in a strange way. Morning, Mike, Michael Bumpus. How are you now? Good morning, fellas. Doing well. How about yourselves? I can't complain because it's not a million degrees I'm, anymore. I'm yeah. mad. I'm mad. Hector Santiago's getting railroaded. This is an injustice. I want to burn the whole thing to the ground, Bump. This is unfair. Hey, but it's as long as they put it in a plastic bag and trust the ops, you know, it's it's all it's so it's not official. It's so not official. If they want to make it official, they should have had like a CSI team come out with jackets on, with gloves tongs. on. And That's what I'm saying. Tongs and, and it was just like, all right, man, throw it to the ump. Put it in this this plastic bag that I used to take the trash out. And then we're just going to trust what the ump say because they're clearly qualified. We, we put them through training to handle this situation. It's, it's weird. What are the odds since they put the glove in a trash bag that they accidentally just threw it out? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Somebody left it. I have seen Whoops. someone on a plane before whose quote-unquote carry-on was in a hefty glad bag. It was in the Phoenix uh, Tucson airport or nice. the Phoenix Arizona airport. I was like, whoa, this is just happening? We're just going to let them take a trash bag full of stuff on, on the plane? Yep, I guess so. So, yeah, it could have been thrown out. Do better, MLB. Do better. <laughs> okay, Michael Bumpus. CBS Sports put together a ranking of the top coaches in the NFL. Number one was Andy Reid. Number two, Bill Belichick. Number three, John Harbaugh. Number four, Sean Payton. Number five, Sean McDermott. Number six, Sean McVay. So many Seans. And then number seven, it's Pete Carroll. What do you think about these rankings before Danny gets on his soapbox? Because he's not thrilled with where Pete stands. I got some mixed emotions because I'm looking at this list and I'm like, first look, I'm saying, all right, this is basically off of what happened last year. But then you got Bill Belichick at number two. If we're going off of last year, Belichick ain't on on this list. If we go off of last year, he was kind of exposed, right? You don't have Tom Brady, but he also had about eight guys opt out. If you look deeper into that situation, Bill was set up, wasn't set up for success. He was set up for failure. This is going off of his history as a coach. Andy Reid's number one all day. I have have no, no disagreement with that. I agree. Where it gets tricky is Harbaugh. And McVay. There's no way these two are in front of Pete Carroll. Absolutely no way. Harbaugh went 11 5. They lost in the division to the Buffalo Bills. Good loss, quality loss, but I just don't see Harbaugh as a coach that's better than Pete Carroll. Then you go to McVay. You go to the Rams. Yes, they did beat the Seattle Seahawks, but I feel like McVay's kind of been exposed as well. I mean, his offense isn't clicking like it was within the Todd Gurley, Jared Goff days when it was fresh and new and people were trying to figure out how to stop them. But now I got to have a reality check, a family talk with, with people in Seattle right now. Okay? Truth is, the Hawks lost in the second round of the playoffs. They lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. Yes, they look good in the regular season, but something happens in the playoffs the last couple of years and they just don't get it done. Pete Carroll is the coach I would want to play for the most on this list. But we're looking at... 
What have you done lately? That is the NFL. And lately, they haven't been performing when they got into the playoffs. It's not a knock on Pete. It's not a knock on Russell. That's just what it is. That's reality. So I don't mind him being number five. I think at least he's number five. Sean McVay, Harbaugh, they need to get bumped down a couple spots. But you can't deny what's been happening with the Seahawks lately. Pete Carroll is the coach I would want to play for the most right now. But he's got to prove himself a bit. And I and I I hope he doesn't take this as a knock. I'm not knocking Pete Carroll. I think he's a great coach. But it's all about results. What have you put out there? In the playoffs, regular season, boom, you guys are Gucci. Look good. Let's get it going. Something happens in the playoffs, and they just can't get over the hump. I got Pete at number five right now. All very good points. Allow me to retort. <laughs> Andy Reid won a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a rookie contract. John Harbaugh has gotten to the playoffs the past three years, and especially the past two with a quarterback who won MVP on a rookie contract. Sean McDermott has a quarterback that is currently on a rookie contract, got to the conference championship, and Sean McVay had his biggest success when Jared Goff was, what, still playing on his rookie contract. I'm not saying it's easy to win. It's always hard. It is easier when you've got a cost-controlled quarterback. And the fact that those four guys have experienced those peaks of success... Which, by the way, only Reed got there as many times as Pete did when he had his quarterback on a rookie contract. It, it's, a, it's an unfair scale. And the fact that Pete has stayed good after that quarterback got off the rookie contract and continued and lost the defense that was historically great and they've not fallen off a cliff, that's the reason why you cannot, cannot put McVay nor McDermott in front of him. Well, I'm going to be the annoying guy in the room. The last time Sean McVay coached against Pete Carroll, he kicked Pete's ass. Sean uh, McVay is 6-3 and three against Pete Carroll and just beat him in the playoffs with John Wofford and Jared Goff under center. Mm. Sean Payton, the last time he went up against Pete Carroll, beat Pete Carroll with Teddy Bridgewater under center. John Harbaugh, the last time he went up against Pete Carroll, made Russell Wilson, who was in the midst of one of the best stretches of his career, that team absolutely ruined him with that awful throw that he threw for an interception that was returned for a touchdown. So I can understand the argument that is made why those guys are over Pete. I would not do it with John Harbaugh or Sean Payton, but with McDermott and with McVay, I think you should weigh what have you done for me lately a little bit more heavily in this rankings. And I feel like McVay clearly has been better than Pete Carroll of late. I, I, I understand, like, hey, look, the quarterback thing, he has not done a great job with Goff. He moved on from Goff. But he's 6-3 and three against Pete, and I mean, they got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, and they beat Pete Carroll in the playoffs this past season. My mother told me, when you're losing an argument to change the subject, question <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. Paul, if I could do them as well as you, I'd give you the air horns right now. Fire <laughs> argument right there. Thank you. I appreciate that. I thought I was like, oh, wait. I, nope, we're, not, like, we're just not listening to this. Bye, Paul. <laughs> Question two, Bump. Who will have a better season in 2021, Wentz, Goff, or Stafford? Jared Goff. Okay, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at his weapons. And, uh, you know, back where I'm from, Culver City, California, when we say a 1,000, right? My buddy's like, hey, man, uh, can I can I borrow a Thow Wow? We call it Thow Wow. A Thow Wow. Right? <laughs> we get a Thow Wow. Can like, I steal cool, that? Man. Here's a Thow Wow. Yeah, take it around with it. <laughs> and um, Jared Goff has no Thawau weapons. Nobody on that offense has had over 1,000 yards last year. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, who was good a couple years ago in fantasy football, won a couple games because of him. You got 
Uh, Tyrell Williams, who's had 651 yards last year. Perriman with 505 and three touchdowns. There's no thou-wow weapons. You need those type of weapons on offense. So I just don't see Jared Goff having a very good season. Who has had a good season in Detroit? Unless you are Matthew Stafford throwing to one of the greatest receivers of all time in Calvin Johnson, Eminem. You're, you're not going to have a great season. Um, so he's out, number three. Now look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has a thou-wow weapon. He's got Taylor, running back, 1,100 yards last year, 11 touchdowns. This kid, I think, is going to be one of the best backs in the league for the foreseeable future. And you still got an aging T.Y. over there who had 700 yards, I believe. The kid I like over there is Michael Pittman Jr. from USC. I think he's going to be a really good receiver in this league. Not the fastest guy, but understand space and get the football, go up and get a big body. But he's not going to have the best season. It's going to be Stafford, man. It's easy. It's going to be Stafford. You got Cooper Cup, almost 1,000 yards. Woods, almost 1,000 yards. Cam Makers is coming back. Second year. He showed last year that he can get it going. Then you add Deshaun Jackson. If Deshaun Jackson can play in 12 to 14 games this year, this offense is going to look great. The more I look at this list, the more I feel bad for Jared Goff. I mean, he went from a decent situation to a really bad situation. I think he's not going to have many good years there. I still believe that Carson Wentz is going to have a year, though. Danny, I know you're not a believer. My guy Paul is a believer. I don't think Dooley is a believer. Wentz swagging. But I think Wentz is going to have a good season. But when it comes down to those three, you got to look at the weapons. And it's Matthew Stafford and the Rams, man. Stafford's going to get it done. Wentz, weapons-wise, it's, I think, a little bit difficult for him in Indianapolis compared (laughs) to Matt Stafford, too. Goff is screwed. Wentz weapons-wise. Yeah. Wentz weapons-wise. <laughs> yeah. little alliteration with Ws, which is very difficult to do unless you're talking about the worldwide web. <laughs> I'll stop now. Question three. <laughs> Pro Football Focus, Michael Buffett says, Russell Wilson ranked as the number five quarterback in the NFL. Do you agree with that? Number five quarterback, they got Mahomes at one, Brady two, Rodgers three, Allen four, Wilson at five. The only argument I have is Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is ascending. He's trending in the right direction. He's a mobile quarterback. He has weapons with digs. Uh, He is the sexy pick. I mean, people forget about Russell Wilson, especially tucked away in Seattle. Um, He's easy to forget about, especially because I don't think he gets the media hype nationally that that he deserves but i have no problem with mahomes being number one he's been the hottest thing in the league the last three years old man tom brady just won a super bowl he's still the goat no denying that and aaron Rodgers is one of the goats he's on he's gonna be on the the mount rushmore quarterbacks when it's all said and done in my opinion i'm good with those three the the kid josh allen still has some things to prove he had a good year you gotta back that thing up i don't think one good year means that you are a top five quarterback in this league were you last year yeah, I, I mean, a lot of a lot of quarterbacks can light it up for one year, but Russell Wilson has been so consistent. I know he's turned the ball over late in the games in the second half of the season last year. Um, I know he's not as mobile as he used to be, but he still rushed for like 300 yards last year. Russell Wilson is one of the most clutch quarterbacks in this league, and I think he der- deserves a little bit more respect. Number five isn't a slap in the face, but you put the young kid Josh Allen in front of him. Um, it makes me concerned a bit. You look at the stats. And it makes sense. I see on paper Josh Allen had a better year than Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson's the number four guy. I want to see how Allen does with crowds back. And with Tom Brady, I want to see how Brady does this year. I, I mean, I I love Tom Brady. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I also think that there were moments last year where, from a physical standpoint, you could see some of the limitations that he has. And I know the statistics looked awesome, but 
I think if we're being honest with ourselves, even with the bias that we all have, seeing as we watch Russell Wilson every single Sunday, I think that Russell Wilson's got a lot left in that physical tank yeah. that I, I don't know that Brady is definitively going to have this year. Though, whenever you doubt that guy, I mean, he ends up in the Super Bowl with a new team. The tough thing with Russell is he went from playing his best football to some of his most concerning football. Recency bias. Right? Like the eight games, the first eight games, he looked as good as he has ever looked. He looked dominant. And the last eight games, I found myself sitting there looking at it. It's like, would you trade him straight up for Deshaun Watson? Maybe. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe the offensive coordinator change is the explanation for what happened to him. But there are some questions. Let's have Bump be the tiebreaker on this. This, this, com- this discussion came up two days ago, Bump. Greg Cosell, son of the great Howard Cosell, uh, was explaining to the Ross Tucker podcast that he had heard someone say that Josh Allen was perhaps the most physically gifted quarterback ever to enter the NFL. I used that as an example of insanity, and that's the sort of crazy stuff that gets said this time of year. And that Greg Cosell couldn't even say that I think he was. I just heard someone in the NFL say this, like that using using a veil. Is uh, is is Josh Allen one of the most physically? Is he perhaps the most physically gifted quarterback ever to enter the NFL? Not a chance. I know a, a guy by the name of Donovan McNabb who did some things that. Josh Allen did. I know a guy by the name of Michael Vick who had a stronger arm and more wheels. I know a guy by the name of Russell Wilson who's clutch as heck in the fourth quarter throws a beautiful deep ball. Uh, uh, no, this is this is people falling in love with the new trend, like how everybody's wearing freaking fanny packs now for some reason, which I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, who's wearing fanny packs? Oh, the, the kids, oh, you haven't seen it? Everybody, wearing everybody's fanny wearing packs. fanny packs. It's, it's weird. It's like, okay, that's in right now. You're going to look at this picture <laughs> 10 years from now and be like, man, I was stupid. Why do we do that? <laughs> That's, that's all that's happening right here. It's, the, it's a shiny new toy. Oh, look at Josh Allen. He's so athletic. Why? How do you forget about the guys who have come before him? Like it's, You're stuck in the moment. Be in the moment if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Enjoy it. But that's crazy talk. Here's, here's the difference. And I am not as behind this as I think I have been portrayed to be. But I'm not saying no to it because Allen's got the size thing where with Vic, with Russell Wilson. Vic had a bigger arm and he was faster, though. I, he was end of story. McNabb. If you said Mike, like, if, no one talks say, about McNabb enough. Yeah, yeah. and McNabb was a sixth man on a really good college basketball program. Like that dude was an unbelievable athlete. It's it's true, and and he was from Syracuse. I, I know I'm a little slanted <laughs> when it comes to Donovan McNabb because my uh, stepdad, who's a diehard Eagles fan, much I will like never he can't understand stand Andy Reid, can't stand like, McNabb. Right? I, I don't understand that. He always threw it in the dirt. That. So weird. Uh, I just want to say, for now and forever forward, I will be referring to Josh Allen as the fanny pack. (laughs) (laughs) Andy Dalton is turkey bacon, and and Josh Allen is the fanny pack. He is the newest trend that's going to look silly 10 years from now. Someone brought this up yesterday, by the way, as far as those quarterbacks, and I do think this is a good one to bring up. Randall Cunningham was an absolute monster. Oh, monster. Yeah. God, yeah. those teams were so fun. That is Blue 42. Those, those Kelly Green those, Eagles unis? Yes. Oh. Those Philadelphia teams where Buddy Ryan was the head coach, and I know they didn't win a ton, but with that that defense was incredible. Seth Joyner, Reggie White, oh, yeah. Jerome Brown, yeah, who Jerome unfortunately Brown. died right, at such a young edge. They had one of the biggest hitters, Andre Waters, who had like a linebacker-sized shoulder pads and was he was known to take a few liberties from from time to time. Like they were they were unbelievable. Clyde Simmons, oh monsters. Uh, and to go further with Cunningham, I mean that fifteen and one Vikings team is one of the 
more fun forgotten teams in NFL history. It is a shame that Gary Anderson missed that field goal because I do think they would have beaten the Broncos in that Super Bowl. Then Ellie would have been one in four. <laughs> that is Blue 42. We love having uh, Michael Bumpus in with us. He's in with us all this hour.